Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Provost. God is good. And all the time. And that is his nature. Wow. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 It's a blessing to be here. We really feel blessed. I request you to stand, we pray, so that we may listen to the word of the Lord. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for leading us in this week of mission in this church, or Saints Cathedral, Kambala. Thank you for speaking to us since Sunday about holistic redemption. And today, as we focus on holistic stewardship, we pray that, Holy Spirit, you'll be upon us, and in each one of us, ministering your grace in the lives of your people and the church. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable before you, O Lord, our rock and our salvation. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Let's be seated in the presence of the Lord. In my sermon notes, it is written, Sermon number nine. Sermon number nine. This is to say, we have had a series of sermons and messages here. And this is my last sermon for now. Because we never know about tomorrow. We may find ourselves here, or you find yourself in Makweni for fellowship, because God is the owner of all things. Praise the Lord. We still love the Lord Jesus Christ. He's my personal Savior. He has continued to give me strength. Uh, our people at home are, are asking for the link because they, they want to continue following up. It's like Makweni has also joined you in the mission week. And so it's like everything in Makweni is about holistic redemption. You can see the connectivity. Today, we want to thank God as we share. We have walked through since Sunday about holistic redemption. We were looking at Romans chapter 8, verse 18 to 24, where we shared about holistic redemption, but specifically singling out one verse, verse 22 of Romans chapter 8, which talks about we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of a childbirth. And this groaning is about the creation is waiting for salvation. And we related this with what the Bible is teaching us about the creation, but also us as human beings. Because holistic redemption is touching all the areas of the creation of God. Human beings are part of that creation. The creation of God. And so on Monday we dealt with out of nothing God created. Out of nothing. Through the word let there be. Then on Tuesday we dealt with our mandate after we were created. What was our mandate? Taking dominion. We also talked about marriage and procreation. And we put in a caution there. Where we need to have the aspect of taking responsibility. 
in the process of marriage and the procreation. We also went to Wednesday where we talked about holistic minister and the positioned with a blessing. Adam and Eve were positioned in the garden, but for a special purpose. And that purpose was to bring them blessing. And we saw where you are blessed on the planet Earth, you are connecting and tapping to the blessings of God. Very special uh, blessing. Thursday, we dealt with harnessing resources for God's kingdom. And these resources are not only resource mobilization like we do for the church and the finances, but more to that, we talked about harnessing resources in terms of talents and gifts within the body of Christ so that we may prepare the church of Christ for works of ministry because all of us are called by God to serve him not necessarily in the full-time ministry like the clergy and the bishops, but none should be a spectator in the ministry. In fact, this reminds me about when we, we do confirmation. There is the last prayer where we commission the candidates to go and serve. So starting from the confirmation, you are commissioned to serve, to be a witness of Christ. So none of us should be idle. We are ministers and we believe in the ministry of priesthood of all believers. A concept running through the Bible that none of the church members should be idle. And then we also talked about the cost of discipleship where it was emphasized that as we minister, we need to take caution so that we may not fall back. On Friday, we dealt with God's redemptive plan for the family. A very exciting topic which meant us spent like two hours here. Redemptive plan. We went through the theological part of God using the family from creation, Adam and Eve, and the fallenness of that family. And then when Jesus Christ is born in a family setup because the plan of God for salvation is centered on the family. And then we dealt with the covenant family, Abrahamic family, the covenant. And all of us are the new Israel. We are tapping as families to that covenant family. And by extension, you receive those blessings in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Yes. And yesterday, we had a smaller team where we talked about holistic transformative mission, where the mission team of this church, we were meeting and discussing, while the mamas were also discussing with other groups about preparing the candidates for confirmation, and particularly the parents, to understand that the graduation during the baptism and the confirmation, it is not actually graduation, it is the start of mission because there is attendance of Anglicans. When we do the confirmation, we think it's over. When we do the, the confirmation, the bishop lays hands, you think that's all, you have received the two sacraments, baptism and confirmation. Then we relax, but actually that is the starting point of ministry. And so there is the aspect of discipleship. These children and the parents to continue forward, to tap to the blessings of life because they are there, wherever they are. This was wonderful. The week of mission has been a wonderful week. And this is a unique church, a church with a difference. In fact, I must tell you that you have wonderful clergy led by the provost. You people, you, you may not know. Wonderful clergy. The provost is leading a team. And uh, we, we travel in different cathedrals in this world. But All Saints Cathedral, you have a difference. Keep that. 
and continue doing mission. I must thank the Provost for welcoming us. I thank you so much, and I thank His Grace, the Archbishop, the Thousand Bishop, and also the Assistant Bishop, because we cannot do all this without their permission. And all what is happening here is allowing the growth of the church, the ministries among the people to continue serving God. We are in the presence of the Almighty God. Brothers, as we reflect on holistic stewardship, we have this passage of Psalms 24. Psalms 24. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. That is NIV fashion. The content of this song, Psalm 24, takes us back to the creation story. Because the creation story talks about creation. Verse 2 says, For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. That's the creation story. The earth is the Lord's. That takes us back to that moment. And remember this week we've been dealing with the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings. The book of beginnings, the beginning of the family, the beginning of the creation. And everything, the trees, the waters, God created. So this psalm takes us back. The actual sense, the key message here is the honor of the earth. All creation is God, not any other person. And remember a song, this song is composed by David. Because psalms are songs, so songs are composed by people and they are careful. They are passing across a message. And David sits down and composes this song. The aim of the song is to make sure that he does not forget. So when you do a song, you are passing a message. You want it to, rena- to, to remain in the domain of the public. So that that can be a lesson or something that the, the, the singer is trying to encourage. So for David, he wants people to understand the earth belongs to the Lord. Everything belongs to God, the glorious eternal king. This encourages us to worship him and welcome his glorious reign because he is the creator and the king of kings. The earth belongs to him. This takes us to how we relate with him. It means if the earth belongs to the Lord, then we are humble before him. We worship him. We prostrate before him because he is God. This psalm is used mostly by bishops when they are doing consecration of new churches. And when we go in, personally I use it. I preached from here many times. And one time, the last one, I was opening a church in Makueni, which was in the prisons. They built a chapel, and then they called us to go and do the consecration. And then we were talking about understanding how to worship and honor God and take care of his creation. Understanding how to worship. From the same psalm, because down there, in verse 7, it says, Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Now, this is done with choirs doing this antiphonically. Antiphonically. The bishop standing outside there with the pastoral staff, and then they are asking, who is the king of glory? Then they are saying, the Lord God Almighty. And remember, the door is closed. And then he has to knock the door three times. We open this church and consecrate in the name of the Father, the Son, 
and the Holy Spirit, and then the door is thrown wide, and then say, the king of glory to enter in. The concept is God is entering that church, and all people will be worshiping God. That's the place of God, not for the bishop. It becomes the place for everybody to receive, to receive from the Almighty God. Praise the Lord. Actually, this psalm was used by later Solomon when they built the temple of Jerusalem because David composed the song. So at the time they were bringing in the Ark of the Covenant because when they landed in Israel, the Ark of the Covenant was staying in a tent. Remember in the wilderness they were given the tablets, the Ten, the ten Commandments. So this was in a tent and that tent was the place of meeting. It was like the church if you may say so. So when they built the church later at the time of Solomon, they, the Levites went to carry the, the Ark of the Covenant. And this was the song they were singing. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all dwell in it. He found it. So they were seeing this, confirming that the worship they are going to have belongs to the Almighty God. Then they say, lift up your heads, you gates. You remember Jerusalem, there are gates as you go in. And the gates are strong for those who have ever visited Jerusalem. These people believe in strong walls because of security. So they are saying, now the king of glory is entering and he's taking charge. Praise the Lord. This is it. It is confirming that the worship they are going to have is worship for the Almighty God. And so today as we share about stewardship, holistic stewardship, is to say that earth which was created and handed over to, to Adam and Eve to take charge, the mandates we learned about on Tuesday, to reign over the earth, taking domain, to have the marriage, the, be fruitful and multiply and increase. That is the, the issue of marriage and procreation. The Sabbath, the mandate of the Sabbath, remember the Lord's day and keep it holy. And then the labor mandate, the labor market, mandate was work it and watch over it or take care of it. That is the earth. You do all these things. What is that? That is stewardship. That is stewardship. What is stewardship? Stewardship means management of something and a trusted on one's care. A steward is an overseer, a manager, and a caretaker. You take charge and you take care. You take care. Sometimes we, we like the part for domain and reign, domain. But we also forget that it is with responsibility. Are we together, church? With responsibility. You, you increase, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah, it's good. You say, I have children, I have this. But there's the aspect of parenting. Parenting, take care. Raise a nation which is God-fearing. Because when we bring forth children, then we are bringing a nation. These children will also grow up and have their own children. And we continue increasing. And so out of that, we were learning when we had the, 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 the marriage issue here. That uh, is marriage private or public? We were wrestling with that question. Is it private or public? Everybody says, I love you. I feel, oh yes, uh, two of you. But what you are speaking here, it is going to come to the public. You are joking with what you are saying. It's going to come for everybody. Will see, and then it's going to affect others. So when you say, hey, I love you, hello, public. It's public. <laughs> Even though you are too, but it's public. Hello? You start off like it is two of you. 
but it ends up it's for the whole world. If you nurture a good family, then you, make, you become a blessing to the nation. You nurture up a family with the issues and the police are around getting this one because it's disturbing this one. A lot of work and taxes, payment of taxes are wasted on a family which did not take care and take up their responsibility. And all of us focus on that because whatever taxes we pay, they are paying people to take charge of your family. What happened? It becomes public. It becomes public. It was I love you, but now it is public. It becomes an issue. So what do you do? Steward. Be a good steward. Be a good steward. You see, small things can grow up to a big thing. Isn't it? Small things, small things, they grow up to become a, a big thing. So the ultimate goal for Adam, I mean for God on Adam and Eve, was to have them take charge and they be good stewards. But because of the fallenness in chapter 3 of Genesis, and the sin came, then we have the coming of Jesus Christ in the New Testament, where Jesus comes to reposition us back again to the, our normal position. Now remember for those who we, we were with, with you, when, when they sinned, Adam and Eve, they were thrown away from the garden. And an angel was put down there with a sword to make sure they don't come back. But the coming of Jesus Christ repositions us back again to that central place. So you don't need to worry. You need to connect your family to the covenant family through Jesus Christ. You are repositions for blessing and speak blessing for your family. Hallelujah. You become a steward. Yes, there you are. You speak blessings. I want to go to part two of this message. What, is, what are the qualities of a good steward? Qualities of a good steward. Number one, a good steward recognizes their role and responsibility. You recognize your role and a responsibility. You don't run away with having dominion and feeling good and all that. What we have been learning this week is we need to understand our roles and a responsibility. Number two, good stewards realize everything belongs to the owner. Everything belongs to the owner. There is nothing of yours. Everything belongs to the owner in any way. What, what is yours? What is yours? Can you think what is yours? What do you have? What do you have? Even your own body does not belong to you. It belongs to God. By the way, I'm discovering. If it belongs to you, you would have gotten a taller body or a shorter body. You can do nothing about yourself. If it was yours, why were you born in Uganda? You could have gone to Kenya. I'm discovering some of you do not want to live in Uganda. You want to go to U.S. You are posted here in that body to serve the divine God. Amen? If it was yours, you would have another color. Another color. The whites want to become black. The black want to become whites. But no, it cannot. You remain who you are until the last day, including myself. When I go to preach in uh, some part in uh, the Rift Valley in Kenya, the name Matui means not black for them. It's a name from them. Not black. But I tell them not black, but this one is Matui who is totally black. Black. That is it. So, you, what is yours? I'm trying to imagine because I'm, I'm thinking, is it your clothes? They are not yours. They are meant from somewhere. 
the trees and the saiso and all whatever, they belong to God. What is yours? You know, I'm asking that question and it's sounding in my mind in my mother tongue. What is yours? When somebody asks, what is yours? What is yours here? Collect and go. When they are confident here, what is yours in this one? Collect and go. And somebody said, then I carry what is mine. And then he get out of the husband and said, this is what is mine. He said, if you tell me to collect what is mine, I, I take the husband. And the husband said, I take the wife. Because what, what is yours here? What is mine? It is you who brought me here. So I take what is mine. And the man recognizes that this lady loves me. And then he changed the tone. What is yours? What is ours? What is ours? I don't want to scare you. But when we go down to the grave, even the money will be, which we have will not be put in our sight. When you lay in the, in the tomb, there will be no place for the money. And if they discover the money is there, they will come when they are, they will come back when we go after service. <laughs> after saying soil for all that. When they discover we are putting money there, they will come for the money. They will come. So what is yours? What is yours? What do you boast with? Nothing. 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 Job said, I came naked, I will return naked. Nothing. But sometimes you think about all what we take care of, all what we are burdened for, all what is taking us stress for, what is, what is making us commit suicide. And you wonder, what is all this? Relax. Relax. Sister, brother, relax. Hello? Can you tell your neighbor, relax? Yes. What is all this? What is all this? Relax. Come on. You are rushing after this, today after this, the other day after this, running all over. Come on. Relax. Understand that all what the Lord has given us belongs to him. We are only stewards. Don't rush so much until your life breaks you. Broken by life. You are broken completely. Broken. Broken. Because you don't understand. When you know the Lord has taken charge, then you allow the Lord to work it through you. Because he is God Almighty. Praise the Lord. Yes. Stewards, number two, realize everything belongs to God. I've spoken about that. Number three, God, good stewards are trustworthy. Trustworthy and reliable. They are trustworthy and reliable. So you, you, you take care of what will be given. Trust with a lot of trust. Knowing the one who has given me can he take it away. Yes. Don't you have stories of people when you are growing up young? They, they had a lot of money. But now at this time, they are being helped by the community. Don't you have these stories within? You have had. You hear so and so and these, oh, and so they had this, oh, they had this. And you wonder, what is happening now? Because even money can fly away from you. That's kikamba. That's, that's kikamba. Money can fly. Mbesa nikuma balawi. Can fly away from you. Hmm? Depending on if you've learned the skills of handling it. And you handle it with care, with respect to the Almighty God. What is ours? Even good health can go away and you wonder what's happening. You just wonder. You heard the testimony of our bishop the other time. Now everybody was coming on his aid and all that. Come on, let's help our bishop. Let's help. And we thank God that God has given him strength again. Strength again. What has all this? Some things are like a mystery. It's only God. Who knows about our life? And so honor and glory should go back to God with all what we do. Honor and glory should go back to God. We should be truthful and trustworthy. 
We should be responsible, reliable. Good stewards, number four, are faithful. They don't give up, but keep going forward by faith. Faithful. Faithful. Faithful to your family. Faithful to your wife. Faithful to your husband. Faithful to your children. Faithful to the resources of the family. Faithful to your sweat, your own sweat. You cannot work and you squander. You squander. How do you work and you squander? You are the one who have toiled for it and you squander. Is this English understandable? Squandering. You work and work and you squander. You wonder what is happening. You think that you have a lot of strength. No. The clock is moving. Check, check your age. Check time is going. Don't squander. Save. Save for the rainy day. What is the bishop saying? God has given us mind. Come on. Those who love the Lord Jesus Christ. How does it come? You love the Lord and you are squandering. You are squandering. There are many ways of squandering. Let me not go to that topic of squandering. because <laughs> Squandering. You squander. <laughs> Let me not just go to that topic. I, I'll destroy this topic, Provost. You, you take up while people squander. You, you go for Bible groups. Go by Bible groups, starting Bible groups in this church. You see how we waste money and how we waste time, how we waste resources. The first resource is you. The first resource is, is your wife and you. The moment you are staying and you are not talking to your wife, you are wasting time. You are squandering time. Where is the time to laugh? People are feeling good. You, you are keeping quiet. It is an opportunity. And a... <laughs> I am saying that I don't want to go that direction. You mean, I mean you have the opportunity... To be loved and to love. And people are saying outside there, oh, I wish I can arrive, arrive like so and so. Kumbe inside there, it's like smoke. You are squandering time. Tell the devil you are a liar in Jesus' name. And you all this letter say, sister, let's sit down here. We, we have to love one another. We have to. Where have I gone wrong? It's very simple. I am sorry. And that word is missing in marriages. Saying I'm, I'm sorry is like the men feel I am second class. And they are told African men never say sorry. If you don't say sorry, then people are there, they are not talking to you. You are the one who die with your stress. Be humble. And say what? Sorry. You say African women, when they have their, their daughters in law, in law, they never say sorry. Oh, you have reached that stage. You. There was a, there was a famous preacher from Uganda called Canon Oneka. Oneka. She was the provincial mother's union. What? Was she a coordinator? We used to invite her in Machakos by then. And Canon Oneka preached to us these things. And she called a spade a spade. Hello? A spade, huh? Be faithful to your marriage. You have no time to waste your time and energy. Good stewards, you, 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 you commit your resources. I mean, when you go to university, we tell people, when you go there, study hard, work hard, we want to see blah, 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 work hard. Even you, when we are doing marriage counseling, when you go there, love your wife, love your husband, love this and this and this, then you find still people are making mistakes. When I took hold of her and I said, I love her. I was not a bishop, I was a priest. And I said, Lord, and I'm the kind of people who pray that prayer. 
Every oath I have taken, help me to keep it. Help me to keep the oath of ordination. Was like when I was made a deacon in 1996, on the 12th of December, we knelt in front. I still remember the songs they sang when, when the bishop was laying hands. Then the chorus comes. Then they were saying, now the ordinance are coming forward. Francis is ahead of them together with the Benjamin. We are two of us. They are going to kneel before them. I was saying, Father, Father, Father. When the hands are laid upon me, I don't want to break the oath. I want to preach your word, whether with richness or with the poverty. You understand everything. Whether two years or 20 years, whether I die on the way or whether I live, I commit myself to this call. When you do things, do things seriously. With a serious heart. Praise the Lord. Let us not do things like we are doing drama. You tell a lady, I will love you. Take her to the church, or if you do never, even if you never take her to the church, you talk to both of you. The witnesses were trees and uh, the stones, and uh, <laughs> let me. <laughs> Those words you spoke meant somebody moved from their home to come to your home. It's a commitment. They transferred somebody from another home to your home. They meant somebody say, this is me, this is my bank account, this, or oh, we don't give them bank account. Okay, that's another one. And then you imagine after that, you find that you've committed yourself to somebody who, has not, who is not serious. That is where the problem comes. You are not a steward. You are not a steward. You are not a good steward. Number five, good stewards are mindful. Mindful, mindful. They don't feed their minds with the dirty things. They are mindful. You have come to church, mind about church. Don't say, and those who never came to church, they yet whatever they were doing. Forget about that. Be mindful. Feed yourself with the positive things. Positive things. And mindful about the neighbor. Mindful about your family. Mindful about uh, your, your work. Mindful about what you do. Is it going to add value? Mindful. Adam and Eve were not mindful. They reached a place, they allowed the snake to come in, the, 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 the devil in the form of a snake. And they were not mindful about what is going to happen. God has not has given them a command. They are moving about the, away from the command. Good stewards are truthful. Number six. Truthful. They are not deceptive or honest. Honest. Stewards. Deceit. How do you feel when you find somebody cheating on you? The same way, how does it feel when God discovers that you are cheating on him? Don't you remember Ngoma, Osea, and Ngoma? The prophet Osea had a wife called Goma who kept on going away like a prostitute. She went away and Osea is told, go for her. And the man she's staying with, Osea, the man asks for bride price, Dori. And Osea pays again, Dori, once more. And he brings. And he was feeling that pain. Three times she went away and she gave birth to three children. When she went away and came and Osea was told, go and pick her. And the last time Osea is told, 
This is how I am feeling. The way you are feeling like a man, and she has ran away with other men, and you've paid bride price once again and once again. This is how I feel when Israel has gone away to worship other gods. They are cheating on me. God was demonstrating through Hosea what he is feeling when we run away. Brothers and sisters, let us remain faithful to the calling. Hallelujah. Faithful to the calling. Number seven, good stewards are diligent. They are persistent and hardworking. I pick the bit for hardworking. You can remain translating. Hardworking. If we work hard, we fight poverty in our families. We fight poverty. You find that in the African context. One person is feeding a whole clan. Why? And the others are there. Some of them could have even be learned, but they don't want to work hard. And you find especially, especially, especially those who know the Lord, they know you cannot refuse with your money. So everybody comes and everybody comes. Bishop, now, now sometimes I preach and it's like I'm talking about myself. Bishop now, and they know the bishop cannot refuse another one. And you find people are seated there, they don't want to work. It is raining, they don't want to plant. They think you in the city, you have a lot of money. But the truth of the matter is, you are just putting an extra effort. Them, they are there, they are staying. How do we work this? Hard working, teaching people to be hard work. We are talking to the class which come to church. So you who come to church, we should be hard working. Let us not find any one of us who is, now will I pronounce that? It is what we learned when we were learning this week about the work, the labor, the labor mandate. The labor mandate which Adam and Eve were given, work the garden, keep it, care, take care of, then we are talking about, there are people who are not busy, but those who are there, we say they are what? Busy bodies. You remember that? They are not busy, but they are busy bodies. That is the Bible which called them so. Busy bodies. Busy bodies. Let me go to that, that direction. Good stewards are discerning, number eight. They are sensitive to the leading of the spirit and they exercise judgment. They are stewards. Good stewards are discerning. You discern the environment. Number nine, good stewards are prayerful. They are not self-willed, but seek God's guidance. They are prayerful. A prayerful church, a prayerful family, a prayerful person. Prayerful. You know, prayer gives you extra strength. Strength. Prayer gives you extra energy. Prayer makes things easier. Prayer gives you the grace to overcome. Are you hearing me? Remember, prayer is another topic. You can go deep and deep. Prayer. Prayer moves. Prayer moves, the common, the common saying, prayer moves what? Mountains. Prayer moves mountains. It is true. Those who pray, they know this. You pray and God brings the grace. You can also pray for people who are attacking you from the spiritual world, even the physical, and God confuses them. It has happened. This has happened. Prayer changes things. They look at you, they look at your face, and they say, I, I, this man, let him continue with what he wants to do. And they see another person because the glory of the Lord is around you. Prayer connects you to your maker. Prayer is a, is a means of speaking to God. If you want to speak to the prophet today, you want to speak to her, you will call her through her mobile phone, isn't it? You say, hello, prophet, where are you? Now, prayer is the means for us to speak to God. It is where we, we report everything. We pour our hearts to the Lord. I am singing a, a song in Kekamba. Go, oh, 
Tamangoni, I don't know whether you have it in your language. It is, <laughs> it is saying, prayer is pouring your heart and your needs to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Prayer, 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 prayer. <laughs> I am loving because there are people who love to go and tell others about their needs and they have not told God. No wonder they have conflicts with their husband and their wives because you wanted a new dress. Instead of, instead of telling God first, you tell, uh, okay, what, is, what am I preaching? <laughs> you want to do something new, you, you tell your boss and he's not working it out. And he could be confused and you don't know. You pray for clarity in his mind. Father, as I speak this, let there be clarity. In Jesus' name. It works. Even if he doesn't know how to work it out, let it be there. Show the clarity. But when you trust so much on the people, then God in a way allows you to hit the, the, the wall until you start relying on him. If you rely so much, and I, I don't despise planning. Planning is good. I also plan. And I'm an Amazon bishop. I plan and I raise a budget. And everybody, I have a strategic plan of five years. We have objected. But I know you have to pray for that plan. For you to accomplish. Because there is planning, but the Bible says God helps you to establish the plans. Number nine, good stewards. Yeah, that was number nine. Number ten, good stewards are proactive. They don't wait until they feel like they are doing something. But they are proactive, meaning they are able to discern and they start doing proactive planning. There, you start earlier, proactive. Proactive. And they relate with God who helps them to overcome. And to move forward. Good stewards. So God has appointed us to be stewards. And there are so many blessings which he gives to us. I want to go to the third part of the message. So how do we respond to God? How do we respond back to God who has given us to be stewards of all this? The earth, the environment, every. How do we respond back? We respond back in worship and giving back to God. What have I said? Worship and giving back to God. Worship. Worship, adoration, honor, praises, all that. And then giving back to God. I quote my archbishop at home in Kenya, Archbishop Jackson Olesapit. He says, salvation in the heart, knowledge in the mind, money in the pocket. He tells the bishop as we preach, people have salvation in the heart, They'll have the right knowledge, not to be like the shakaola I told you last Sunday. People who fasted and fasted until they died. So that you have to put them right. Correct them not to be cultic faith. So the right knowledge. Knowledge. I, I say again, Jesus in the heart, knowledge in the mind, and the money in the pocket. And then what happens with that? You relate to your neighbor in a way of enhancing life. Because you are a Christian. Enhance life. Not to kill life. Everything you do to your neighbor, you should enhance life. Enhancing life. And so here comes. So when you talk about holistic redemption and holistic stewardship, it is you take charge of all those tenants. You take charge of Jesus in the heart. Yes, redemption. I love the Lord in my heart. Yes, that is redemption. Then the right knowledge in the mind. 
Yes, redemption of the mind with all my mind, with all my strength. Then the pocket, the pocket. And that's where the problem now comes in. Because the pocket is never saved. When we give back to the church, we are not, the pocket is not what? Saved. Not saved. Kiswahili saying. Eh? The Kiswahili saying. Na mpenda Yesu Christo lakini siyo mufuko wangu. Mufuko wangu. Mufuko. You ask people to give back to this God, this great God, and they feel like it is a burden to give back to God. How comes you are saved and it is a burden? How comes? Where do you come from? Where do you come from? Which salvation is that? Giving back to God. And especially in the new year. When you go to the new year, you hear testimonies. Pastor, I have a song. I want to praise the Lord for he has led me a whole year. The Lord has blessed my son to the universe and my daughter. The Lord has blessed me. There was a time I was sick. I went to the hospital and God did a miracle. There was a big bill somewhere and the Lord helped me. I did all this and then I want to, I want to thank the Lord. Then you, you take up the, they take up the microphone. They stand in front. They say, I want to sing a song. They sing a song and the pastor is wondering, and where is the money? We keep on wondering. You, are, you know that's a time to give back to the Lord. Hallelujah. You have, you have even stopped saying amen. You mean all the other sermons were very spiritual? And not this one. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Giving back to God. How comes that even this one feels you are bored? Some of us are waiting for opportunities to bring back to God. What do we give back? Our tithes, our offerings. We it's an expression of our faith in God. In all what he has done for us. In fact, somebody said, worship without giving back is not worship. Worship is never complete when we never give back. It is never complete. Worship is never complete. I am saying worship is never complete until we give back to God. What we give back? Our tithes, our offerings, our thanksgiving. And uh, there is the giving back where you give back and you feel pain. You feel pain. Bishop Motesia, Dr. Motesia of Garissa Dowsers, he preaches about 21 offerings we give to the church. Now I have no time to preach that. 21 types of offering of giving back to God. And he says our families are tormented because we've never committed our families in the altar. And offering to commit my children. Father, this offertory specifically to commit my children to you. The, my, the father could be doing this or the mother, but I, I, like I normally pray myself now. This is me, Francis. I say, now, me, Francis, you are child whom you have blessed me with a wife called Margaret and a son called Timothy and another called Daniel. I now take this opportunity to bring them to you, oh God. Take charge of them. Hello? Are you seeing a cartoon or you are just hearing him? You know, sometimes we preach and people are just enjoying this like a cartoon. 
Have you not seen people taking the position and speaking? I officially want to welcome you in this house as the father. I officially, you do the same before the Lord. I officially take charge and bring them to you. Hallelujah. When you speak like that, there is no another force to come against that. Because officially you have dedicated them to the Lord. And here is my offertory. Yes. Yes. I now want to dedicate this marriage. I now want to dedicate my new job to you. This job should not stress me to the point of uh, uh, resigning. Father, I want to take charge of this job. And I give my offertory to you. And now I commit my life to you. My wife this morning was showing me a clip. Today, when we woke up in the Merembe guest house, we were preparing and packing, and then she had her phone singing, and I was wondering, what is this lady doing? His time is going on. And then she said, just watch at this. Then there was a lady who was wearing a wedding gown, and uh, this gown just moving into the church. And then she said, when you watch it, this lady is an orphan. She has no father, she has no mother. And she has nobody to bring her to the church. You know, in the weddings we do, we have the father and the mother holding the lady one side. And they bring her to the, to, the, to the altar to be joined together. And the lady was coming, and when she was asked, can we take your uncle? Can we take your whatever? She, your aunt, she said, no. I will give God the space to be my father and my mother. He will hold my aunts, and he will present me to my husband and the pastor. And it was so deep that she, 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 she sang a song like David. She, she sang a song. She, she sang it from her own words, a song which was never there. And she came singing, singing. And then when she reached the middle of the church, she broke into tears. And she knelt down, saying, Father, you are the one holding my side, right and left. I have no father, I have no mother. You took them, you know why. But now you are the one holding me. And Father, as I join this man in marriage, Father, I pray that you take charge of him and you take charge of us because you are the one giving me out and you cannot give me out to the wrong person. I, you cannot give me out to go and suffer. You cannot give me out to go and feel bad. I now release. And then she sang in the middle. She knelt down. She started crying. And then you see the maids were wondering, this is not what we planned when we were rehearsing. How do, you, now how do we handle the situation? The maids went around. They, 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 they held her. Then she cried the more. She was held. Then they knelt down the maids, about 20 of them. And all of them in the same uniform were crying there. And the young man was waiting, kept on waiting and watching whether she is coming. She was not coming. And he wondered how can she cry. Then he went there. When he reached there, he held her. She cried the more. And then he knelt down. They started crying, all of them. And it was the scene of crying, saying, Father, we release ourselves to you. Hallelujah. Dedicating ourselves to the Almighty God with everything. You can imagine such a scenario. And you ask yourself, then what do you have? You have nothing. You are a steward. That God you have dedicated yourself to that God who I dedicated myself to, he takes charge. Respond to him back in giving and serve the Lord. Praise the Lord. We end with Matthew chapter 25, which says that, uh, chapter 25, verse 14 to 30. Matthew 25, 14 to 30. And I want specifically verse 28. Can you reflect verse 28? The person in the, 
Matthew 25, verse 14 to, I mean verse 28. Matthew 25, verse 28. I am there. I can read for you. Oh, it is there. Okay, can we read all of us from the screen? Okay, let us start well with the strength. Mm -hmm. Continue, Father. Just stop there. Just stop there. Take the talent. We are going to the other part. Take that. Why is it being taken? Because he never multiplied. He was a poor steward. He was not a good steward. Talents will be taken away from us when we are not good stewards. Take the talent away from him. Because he never did anything. He dug a hole and put it there. You know that story. The other one, he multiplied. The one who had two, he brought two. That was four. The one who had four, five, he brought another five. That was ten. But this one came with excuses. He said, I knew, and I like that word, I knew you. You are a hard man. You harvest where you have not planted. You gather where you have not scattered. What is this? Excuses. People are full of excuses. He did not know that it was an opportunity for him to, to, to serve the master. An opportunity. The following verse, verse 28, verse, verse 30, verse 30, verse 30. Yes, let us read verse 30. Now you are reading when you are fearing, eh? I can hear you are fearing. Okay, read without fear. And throw. You know how to throw? Not take him out slowly. And do what? Throw this worthless servant away from. Because people who are not serving in the kingdom as good stewards, they will be thrown into the darkness. Thrown into the darkness. That moment is coming when the judgment comes. Now we are living in the time of grace. Now we are preaching people can choose to accept the Lord. Others are dilly-dallying, but the time is coming when there will be no more grace. When he sits on the throne, it will be judgment. The verdict will be given and throw this servant away. You will not say, excuse me, sir, he was a bishop. Nothing like that. May the Lord have mercy. Amen. Excuse me, sir, he was, no, not status now. It is those who served. Those who served. May God help you. May God help me. Be a good steward. Tithes, offerings, painful giving. Jesus gave his life. When you see the people in the new year, they are saying, I want to thank God. They sing a song. I want to thank God. I fast. But they are not giving. You wonder, if God has done these great things, what is the preparation for us to respond back? We should give to him. Money and other things around us. There is so much to give to the Lord. I have not said the songs are bad. I have not said the verses are bad. No. But can you imagine if Jesus in heaven, instead of coming, he would have sing a song for us. Instead of coming to save us. You say, I sing a song, humanity, you get saved. No, it cannot happen. <laughs> if, Jesus, <laughs> if Jesus just read a verse in heaven and then. But he had to give his life. The Bible says, as a ransom for many. He suffered on the cross. Painful giving. Painful giving. Go to the higher level. Painful giving. Sometimes people who give, people think that they have a lot of money. 
I can give and say he has given because he's a bishop. They think we have a lot. And people have suffered in the means of others because we wait so and so to give because we think they have. But let me tell you, some are giving because they have seen the need and they are saying, Lord, I give because I see the need and God bless me. And they are receiving blessings. Hallelujah. And so I encourage you to give and serve the Lord. Let us stand up for prayer. Stand up for prayer. Let us, uh, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord help you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord uplift you. May the Lord remember you. May the Lord stand with you. I am speaking this watch to this congregation and those we are preached to in Uganda. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord uplift you. May the Lord connect you with his blessings. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord help you to be good stewards, to experience holistic redemption which touches all the areas of our life. In our families like we learned, in our work as we labor the mandate, as we serve in different capacities in this world. Father, bless these your servants. Father, uplift them. Hold them with your righteous hand and stand with them. I want to pray for you, brother, sister. You are here and you are feeling in your heart you have not given your life to Jesus. We have done this in every prayer. Can I do it very fast and I know I have no time. Raise up your hand wherever you are. Commit your life to Jesus. There is no need of ending this week and you have not experienced Christ in your heart. Why? Why? You are just enjoying the sermons and just enjoying. You are here. Jesus is coming soon. He's coming. Raise up your hand wherever you are. Commit your life to Jesus. You've never accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Raise up your hand wherever you are. The Lord is calling you for salvation. Why should you suffer in that family? Why should you suffer in your area of work? Why should you suffer psychologically in your life? You know it. Or you accepted Jesus Christ a long time ago. You know you have backslidden. Raise up your hand wherever you are. I will pray for you. The Lord is going to be with you. May the Lord bless us. May the Lord bless us. I want to pray for another group. You are here. You, have, you feel that you've not been serving God in giving in the right way. And you feel convicted. I have got to do something. God help me. The issues of the devil putting his issues in my mind, which are not worthless. I refuse them in Jesus' name. Help me, Jesus, to upgrade my service in giving back to you. Raise up your hand also, and we pray for you. Thank you. Raise up your hand. Don't fear anything. Thank you. I can see hands. I can see hands. Raise up your hand. Don't fear anything. Giving to the Lord and serving God. The Lord can see you. He's going to bless your life. Father, thank you for these hands. I worship you. We thank you. We bless your holy name. I pray for these dear ones that God will minister to them. Give them the grace of giving. Give them what to give. Provide in those hands raised up, being shown to you. Provide to those hands. Provide, Lord. And whenever they release to you, I pray that it will come back to them a hundred folds in Jesus' name. Because they are not giving to a poor God. They are giving to a rich God who wants to see them recognizing God in their life. Bless their hands. Bless their lives. Bless everything they do. And expand their boundaries. I want to pray for anybody who needs another special prayer. Remember, I'm doing it in short form because of time. Any, any kind of prayer, raise up your hand. Any kind of prayer, I don't know what it is, anything. Father, I pray for this church. And also the church online. And anybody who has been ministered by you in this mission week, wherever they are in the world, we speak blessing upon them. You know the needs of these, your servants. All of them, those on site and those online. We pray for them as a church or Saints Cathedral Kambala. 
We commit them to you. We pray that you minister to them in Jesus' name. Heal those who are sick. Minister to those who are doing exams. Those who are in marriage. Those who are getting to marriage. Those who do not know exactly what they want. But they just feel that they are stressed. I pray that you remove the stress in Jesus' name. Make clear for them everything. Let them respond back to you in giving, worship and praise and honor and tithes and offerings. Grow them. This we pray in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. And goodbye. 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 Amen. Goodbye. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. We A big hand clap to the Lord. Big hand clap to the Lord.